Hello and welcome to the Transforming You podcast. My name is Tori. I am a personal trainer, nutrition coach, wife, cat mama, Jesus freak, and I am here to talk to you about all things overall wellness, whether it is exercise, food and nutrition, faith and spirituality, or mental health. I have got you covered, girl. Let's get going. So for this first full episode, I want to touch on why this podcast focuses on more than just food and exercise. The best way I can think of to explain it is this. You aren't just a body, right? And your health is not limited to just what's going on within your body. So it doesn't really make sense for me to only focus on how much, how often, and how you move your body and, you know, the food that you put in it. I'm going to need to talk about everything else that goes into your health. I know wellness is one of those terms that's kind of become overused. I know a lot of people find it annoying because it's like wellness journey. It's very like essential oil boss babe culture. I get it. I get it. Um, I'm using the term wellness for a specific reason, though, because I like using words for their actual definitions. (laughs) So what wellness really means is it means more than just physical health or the absence of any kind of illness. It means mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being or health. And organizations like the CDC, for example, define wellness or well-being even more broadly. Um, They add in economic and social wellness, being involved in activities, working, and life satisfaction, actually. So wellness is a much more broad term than just health. Um, And I think really even just saying health journey anymore has become one of those kind of catch-all phrases that everybody and their sister uses. So, um, you know, if you have suggestions for terms you'd rather hear, I'd be open to them, but uh, I think those those do it. So, but all of those things, mental, emotional, and spiritual health, and financial, economic, you know, occupational, social, all of that, All of those things go together and they can work together or they can work against each other to make you more or less healthy in general. All of these things are linked. So let me give you an example. I know you know what stress is like, okay? We all know what stress feels like and you can feel stress physically sometimes. I know I usually get headaches when I'm super stressed. Um, It can also mess up your stomach, can make you feel extra tired and can otherwise make you feel sick physically can also make chronic health issues worse if you have any of those. can weaken your immune system so you're more likely to get sick today, you know. Um, or it can also trigger substance abuse issues if that is something that, you know, you could be prone to. Um, and that's just one very common and typically mild kind of mental health challenge. You know, we all face stress, you know, some people on a daily basis, depending on maybe what your job is, what your family situation like is like, and, and all of those kinds of things. But you probably face stress pretty often. That's just one example. So I think something that can happen because of all this overlap is that if we haven't been taught to see it for what it is, that can really mess us up. So here are a few more examples. So like, and these are, by the way, things I'm guilty of. So I'm just going to put that out there. Like, ah, this is I'm talking from experience. But just a few examples. If you only get a few hours of sleep a night, and then you catch yourself giving your husband a lot of attitude the next day. Uh, you skip your workouts for a week and start noticing your stress levels rising. Um, or you eat all your meals out of a drive through window for a few days and you start to feel tired, sluggish, anxious, um, and generally like physically kind of crappy. Um, 
so how do you feel about yourself when that stuff happens? I'm sure I'm not the only one that's been there. We can pretend if you want, but I'm sure those are relatable. So how do you feel about yourself when that happens? Because for me, I like, I know my gut reaction is to be critical of myself. And that's something that I struggle with just in general. I just assume I'm wrong. It's taken me a long time to work through that and realize like, I'm not always wrong. (laughs) Um, And even in a situation where maybe I'm not making the best decisions for my health or, or for my stress relief or anything like that, the answer is not to just be critical of myself and do what I normally do, which is tell me to just like muscle through it. Um, the, the correct response would be to get curious with myself and kind of investigate why am I making the choices that I'm making? My first instinct is always just to power through and just deal with the stress part later. But that doesn't actually make any sense. Because the thing is, when we do that, and when we talk to ourselves that way, we're not treating any of those situations like the health issues that they are. The root of those is that something's happening with your overall health and wellness. And we tend to look at that stuff like it's just a matter of willpower and like we have to just muscle through it. And yes, there are times where things are just a little bit trickier and sometimes you do have to power through a little bit, but not to the expense of completely neglecting your self-care. If you had diabetes, would you tell yourself to power through hyperglycemia or would you give yourself some insulin? It's, it's a no-brainer, but for some reason, we don't treat our mental and emotional health with as, as much compassion or, you know, common sense even that we do our physical health. And so that's why we have to talk about these things, because if you just let your, your mental health go, if you just, you know, completely neglect, neglect your self-care, if you just decide that you don't need that or that it can wait or that it's not as important as everything else that's going which is usually what it is right usually what happens is you're busy at work you're busy with your family you're busy with your kids whatever um something happens and you decide that you are the least important thing and you'll just take care of you when you have time and i know i know you've heard someone say it before this is the coldest take but You cannot pour from an empty cup. If you wait until everybody else is taken care of to take care of yourself, you know what? Everybody else is never going to be taken care of. You, if you keep just, if you keep working and you keep taking care of everybody and you keep giving, 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 people get very used to being given to just indefinitely and without restraint right i'm sure you've experienced that and i'm sure we've all been that person at some point too if someone seems to give or help or take care in whatever way without boundaries it's really easy to get used to that right it's really easy to get used to things being awesome for you and i'm sure we've all done it i'm sure we've all had it done to us but you can't just do that indefinitely you can't You can't do everything for everybody else forever and just hope that eventually it works out okay for you. You have to take care of yourself first because, you know, the example I used of, you know, I might get a little grumpy with my husband if I haven't slept well or or whatever. I'm a better, I'm a better wife. I'm a better friend. I'm a better daughter. I'm a better sister if I have taken care of myself. And so if you, if it's really all about, if you're really trying to be that selfless and you're really like, I just want to give the best that I can to everybody else, then babe, like <laughs> take care of you first and you'll be better at it. Um, 
but again, you know, that's the kind of thing that when you hear someone else say it, you're like, yeah, it makes sense. It's hard to actually do it because we don't feel like we can approach our own mental health with that kind of just simple common sense. <laughs> I mean, really, that's what it is. And um, and so that's that's some stuff that we're going to be talking about through the course of this podcast, but it's definitely something that I just knew I had to get on the table for the very first episode. So, so now let's start to get into the topic of spirituality. In general, spirituality or religion have been found to be good for mental health with positive feelings like connectedness, hope, trust, purpose, being correlated with religious beliefs. And those are things that we all would like more of. I know those are excellent for your mental health. Gratitude, forgiveness, and compassion are also often intertwined with spirituality and are great for low stress and high resiliency. Again, making you a more effective, more healthy, more calm person. In a sentence, healthy, personal, meaningful, religious practices are good for your mental health. Period. For me, that's a personal relationship with Jesus, prayer, worship, and involvement in a healthy church body. Can't recommend it enough. Um, And if you want to talk about any of those things in a more personal sense, I'm always open to that. So feel free to DM me. Another reason that religion can be a helper to your physical health, and this one is huge for me personally, is the way that faith makes you want to take better care of yourself. For me, learning the way that God carefully and lovingly made me, it made me want to take better care of the body that he gifted me with. And if you believe that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, you're probably less likely to do things that you know are damaging to it. It it honestly just, again, it makes so much sense to look at it that way, to look at yourself that way, and to know that, you know, your your goodness and your your worthiness don't actually have anything to do with you. It's not it's it's not even about us. And I just think for me, I think one of the easiest way and actually um, this is scriptural too. That it says that our true and proper worship is to care for our body as Christ cares for the church. If you if you believe that, if you believe that that's true, if you believe that the Holy Spirit resides in your body, don't you want to take good care of it? So then, this also comes back to gratitude. If you believe your body is a gift, even if you don't love the way that it looks all the time, or even if you have health issues that you struggle with, I don't want to minimize that or chronic pain, or addiction, or anything else. I've dealt with chronic pain. I get what that's like, and I get that it's hard sometimes to be grateful for your body in those instances, but you're still alive and capable, and that is something to be grateful for. That is, that's not something that we're owed, and if you exist, and you have a body that works in any sense of the word, that's something to be grateful for, and so it doesn't mean that you don't have struggles and it doesn't mean that those struggles don't suck some days, but even on a day that sucks, your body is still a blessing. And so, and and that gratitude again is just so good, so good for your mental health and and feeling grateful for your body will make you want to take good care of it. And it's just, it's cyclical if you can begin to look at it that way. But we're not taught to look at our bodies that way a lot of the time, especially as women we're we're deep in a culture that is just dying to tell us everything that's wrong with us and sell us something to fix it, right? And I know, I know you've experienced that. I know you know what I'm talking about there. How different would your life be if you made decisions for your body based on joy instead of shame? Because 
culture has taught us shame. Culture has taught us that our bodies are just problems. That your body is just a big stack of problems, and it's not true. But it's we hear it everywhere, and it begins it it starts to get easy to believe. And so, what would it look like for you to make decisions for your body based on joy instead of based on that shame that you've learned? So we're going to do a little exercise, just a mental one, not a physical one, don't worry. Uh, We're going to do a little exercise to help you figure that out. So answer these questions for me. Do you move your body in ways you love for the enjoyment of it? Or do you exercise just for the calorie burn? Do you allow yourself to eat food you enjoy and that you know will make you feel physically good? Or do you force yourself to eat things you don't even like because you think you have to? Do you take time to do something every day to help you relax and recharge, or do you wait until you're running on empty to do any kind of self-care or stress relief? If you're religious, do you pray daily or only when something is wrong? Again, if you're religious, do you belong to a community of believers, or are you going it alone? And I didn't even get into finances this episode, but let's throw in a financial question. How do you feel about money, and how do you spend your money? The bottom line here is something you've probably heard before, (laughs) that if you aren't being proactive about taking care of your mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual health, you will end up in a position where you have to prioritize those things. Your body will force you to give it your attention at some point if you aren't proactive about that when you have the chance to be. I know, and I know I've done that too. I've gone through seasons of lots of stress and little sleep and and lots of quick, less than healthy food and and no time for self-care. And that stuff catches up with you. And and it's not always something that can be solved quickly and easily. And I don't want to make it sound like this is something that you can snap your fingers and fix, but it is something that's worth your intention. It's worth some it's worth your attention. It's worth you putting time in to figure out how can I do this better? Um, And so I hope that little exercise helped you see where you might have some areas in your life where you might have room for improvement, um, where you might have maybe some mindset shifts that need to happen, or you might um, have some habits that maybe don't align with your health the way that you'd like them to. And so I hope that you learned something from that, and I hope you'll take it and and run with it. Um, It really is a discipline to front load your self-care, but I hope that if you haven't considered it before, you're starting to see now just how important it is and and where you might be able to make some, where you might have some room to grow, where you might have room for some progress to be made and to really start caring for yourself, caring for yourself from the inside out. Thanks so much for joining me today. If you like this podcast, I would love to hear from you over on Instagram. Um, if you want to reach out at transforming you pod or at tori g writes i would love to hear if there's anything you learned today or if there's anything you would love to hear more of or if you just want to chat i am always available talk to you soon girl